a belated Happy New Year to you, Julian. Happy New Year to you, Alan, of course. It's a little bit uh, late in the day, you could say, because the New Year has kicked off some uh, what of a while ago but happy new year anyway uh, to all our listeners and um, we turned our back now on 2020 and uh, got over the Christmas celebrations was Christmas good for you I had a good Christmas it's always uh, the time of this year when it's family time and I love my family of course and also the food it's um, I tend to eat stuff I don't eat generally during the year uh, for example oysters uh, even if now you, I eat oysters uh, during the summer but you know last year the summer was not really that great and you Alan? Yes, I had a very nice time. Thank you very much. I was living it up in Italy. There are far worse places to be, I can assure you. Uh, and it was nice, wasn't it, everybody, to hear Julian talking about his oysters uh, thing once again. So welcome, everybody. Enjoy the ride. It's the first episode of 2021. So let's get this podcast on the road. Hello once again, everyone. It's uh, the first podcast of 2021, as I think I just said. And Julian Bertharad, we have a bit of a personal training and genesis. Wow, I use the word genesis there straight off the top of my head. Uh, theme to this uh, episode of the podcast. What are we looking at this month on Two Guys on Fitness? Yeah, this month we'll be looking at starting as a personal trainer in the new land, London, UK. And also we'll be talking to Roberto Lacour, a personal trainer just like me from Puerto Rico. That's right. And uh, so it's a bit of a funny kind of expats kind of conversation that'll be happening later. And both of you guys will be talking about what it's like to come to a strange, and in this case, I would say a wonderful land, to start as a personal trainer and to make that your career. So that's what we've got coming up later. And you are listening to the Two Guys on Fitness podcast, which is all about fitness, nutrition, and training with myself, Alan Teresa. Unlike those two guys, I'm not a personal trainer, though I do like to go to the gym and keep fit. And with this guy next to me who is a personal trainer, Mr. Julian Bertharat. Hello. And every month we do our thing on this here podcast. And let's get this show on the road. This month I've been talking to Roberto Lacour about it's, um, how we become trainer because he's been working for 30 years and it's, uh, it's the first guy I ever met who did work so long in the fitness industry so I was very curious obviously to ask him how the old story starts. That's right, so let's have a little listen to what Roberto has to say about starting out as a personal trainer after traveling oh so far from Puerto Rico to Europe and specifically London. And then we're gonna have a little chat about how to kickstart a career as a personal trainer if you come from a faraway land. So hi guys, I'm with uh, Roberto. Roberto Lacour is uh, from Jubilee. He's been working in the fitness industry for 30 years. And um, please, Roberto, tell me your story. Um, my name is Roberto Lacour. I've been working with this gentleman here for I think for a year. I've been I've been por, be por personal trainer for the last 30 years. I started training people in Puerto Rico. I used to be a boxer. I'm a runner from the university. 
and like that uh, be a, tra a trainer because when you're boxing you're helping another boxer to get better in the in their skills yes I love what I, I was doing at that moment after that I got a certification and I started training people in boxing I started like in the boxing industry after after for a couple of years I went to university I found out I could make some money training people outside so in terms of year it was like uh, New York you born in New York what year and I born in New York in 1969 and when, when did you when did you move to uh, London Uh, I moved to London uh, 18 years ago. So can you tell me why you did move into the fitness industry? Ella, I said to you, I, I, I went to university, I started training people, I did my certification, the personal trainer, I started training people, I started getting passion at what I was doing. Like I told you before, I was a runner from university, plus I was a boxer like, like I've been in the industry for when I was four because I started boxing when I was four years old so you would say it was a natural huh? thing to do it was a natural thing to do to, for you to, go, to get into yeah, the fitness industry yeah yeah, yeah it was a natural thing to do because like I said to you from when I was little little little, little I started doing a, a sport I've been doing sport in, in the national way I was running for uni university nationals as well I have a couple of titles in boxing, a couple of titles in running in Puerto Rico and the United States. So you've been looking for quite a while now in the fitness industry. What, how do you feel about, are you happy with the job itself, like income um, and all that? I like being a personal trainer because you have freedom. Yeah, I like freedom. I went to university, I have BA in chemistry and I was working in a pharmaceutical. Yeah, I was feeling that I was working for somebody else. Yeah, I didn't have the freedom I have now. Like a personal trainer, you met every day some person with a problem, feeling fat, feel, feeling no in cell. And it's, it's amazing when you start training this person and how he's changing the way he's thinking about himself. So, so, sometimes people we're not confident at, at all, and when they start looking good, looking good in cell, you see how confident they get it. You fixing a life with somebody, is that the most amazing thing that you could feel you like a personal trainer, helping another one, feeling less. It, it, when you finish the training with them, how positive is in their life? Yeah, I completely agree. Like with. Uh this freedom of working for yourself okay, it's uh it's something uh, powerful how often do you train myself i train myself six days a week i train 45 minutes every day plus cardio okay yeah similar i would say have you been injured during your career i've been i've been training myself for more than 45 years from I was six, of course I get injuries. If you train hard, you go to get injuries. In, 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 in Puerto Rico, my father say, no pain, no gain. If you want to go in training, you have to train hard. When you're training hard, no matter what, how, how much you know, the train yourself, always injury coming by itself. Like can cure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even you, you, you learn to cure yourself. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And uh, and it's not the the injury never stops you really because as you say it's part of the process. So. Like I see a lot of people stop training when they have injuries, but always is the way to keep on training. You know what I mean? Like you you got to look at yourself. Like a little pain in your shoulder, you got to top you for training like for a month. 
do, doing their own business. I agree again. <laughs> uh, so what is the best thing that people can do to build their fitness from your point of view? You know what, first, you have to let get in love with training. You know what, you can't come to the gym and have a lot of expectation in two weeks, three weeks. You have to let like you like training, like me like training, like I said to all my clients, you have to take time to love what you do and go little by little. As soon as you get love what you're doing, you go to see change. But you come into the gym and you go to say, in three weeks I go to lose 10 pounds. That's not going to happen because maybe you lost eight, you're not going to be happy yourself. You have to take time and decide what your goal is and go little by little. That's good. I like the... I like the way you see things. Do you follow a particular diet yourself? Yeah, yeah, it depends. You know what I mean? I go, I, I go with every single client in different weights because I train boxes as well, and that is high expectation about dieting. But when I have a client, I try to, know, I, I try to give it dieting, but I don't try to go too, too harsh about the diet because you know they love the passion. And maybe they do the dieting for three weeks, but after a while, they get tired. If they're tiring, they gain double weight. Yeah, is it... Um, I'm from I'm a rugby man myself, so a bit like you, I come from sport. When I start the fitness, the, the business, do you think there is um, uh, is there is a little difference between the fitness industry and the sports, let's say, industry? For me, the same thing. You know what I mean? Because like like I come in for a sport, but in the end of the way, we go to the same. In the end, in the same thing, we do the same thing. We're working in the gym, and we're looking for the same goal for people. And the very different you have with me right now that train people for competitions. Mm. Like, like, like competition, like boxing and, boxing and runners. But in the end of the day, the people we're training in the gym, it's the same thing, it's the same goal. Um, okay. Tell me what you think about that. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, it's, it's true. I think it's, uh, uh, I will just add, like, uh, it, it did help me because I'm not from fitness myself, industry. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm from sport and I moved to the fitness. It does bring you. Uh, a different sensibility when you bring when you train people. I really, I really, I really think like everybody in the end, like personal training had their knowledge. Everybody, everybody trained their client in different ways. But in the end of the day, we come in with the, with the same classes. If we're learning in the same place. No, that's okay. I agree. If you are not a personal trainer, what would you be? I, can, I don't think I don't think nothing else got to make you more happy than be personal trainer. Because I live, I have passion for why I do. I be that's the reason I do it for 30 years. And in my 30 years, I have seen a lot of trainers coming and go. And, and, and I'm still here. I'm a 52 years old. It's because I love what I do. I can see that. And I can say that you're the only person I know who've been in the business for so long. So that's why I wanted to do this interview with you because I think it's interesting this capacity you have to go the distance. And if you have, what's your advice to any newbie personal trainer who wants to start in the business? What is your best advice? My best advice is, if you think you to be a personal trainer, don't do it for money. Do it because you love and you like what you do. Yeah, I think with this, it's everything else. If you want to be a mechanic, you have to love mechanic. But you, if you want to be a personal trainer, you have to love it. Because like you said before, we get injuries, if we get bad days, it's good days. So, sometimes we, we have many clients, and sometimes they've been come down. It's not only about money. It's more about what you love. Money come, money go. You could make money everywhere. But you like fitness, that's the reason you stay many years, because you love what you do.
Yeah, it's a very nice word to to finish this uh, little conversation. It's about love, as you say. I mean, it's uh, money come from everywhere. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And uh, you better love what you do. And uh, it's about passion. It's about people. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, thank you for the interview. It was lovely to to interview you, Roberto. Thank you. All the best. See you and see you on the gym floor. So that's Roberto Lacour there and Julian talking the personal trainer talk. Now let me ask you, Julian, uh, as uh, Roberto has now uh, departed the stage, as we like to say, what was it like for you? You came from France, you came to Britain. Once you got here, you decided to become a personal trainer. But you also had a language barrier, didn't you? So what was it like for you on that journey? Well, I think like uh, it was, um, it happened with uh, a lot of coincidence. Um, one of my, obviously, when you come to a new country, your first task is to to find a place <laughs> to sleep, really, which I found quickly with my brother. But then, obviously, you need to find a job, uh, and uh, you need to do it quickly because you know you need to pay your rent, and uh, people can't help you forever. And uh, and then at that moment I start look. I was looking also when I was earning a bit of money, looking for a gym to train myself because as many people, uh, it's good. It's very important as a rugbyman to keep training myself for my mental health, my body. It's a massive regulation for the mind, you know. Anyway, and I um, and it's only a couple of years again after that. I uh, realized um, I could work in the fitness industry. And one of the guys was working at the gym, a French guy called Olivier, was um, about to leave the country to move to Morocco and uh, take over businesses over there. And he asked me if I wanted to take his position. And I say, I say yes, and my English was not good enough. So I went back to France for a couple of leagues twice to get a European certificate. And then when I came back, he showed me over a day what I was a job, what about cleaning dumbbell, interacted interacted with the members and and all that. And uh, and then another year, maybe later, I realized that I could be working as a freelancer myself, where the money is really. And it all started like that. Bye sort of coincidence really and um, because it's, again it was not my background uh, my background is rugby and the gym is uh, something like I did learn to understand you know and um, that's how it start coincidence and um, enthusiasm so it's fair to say that uh, you started out with a grounding in fitness but you didn't actually decide to become a personal trainer until you kind of started working more generally in London and it came from that so you didn't come here to be a personal trainer you decided to be a personal trainer once you arrived yeah it's completely true uh, I would never thought in my whole life working in a gym because as I say when you're a sport guy well it's a life cool you know you, you remain sport guy forever But as I say, coincidence, it's um, a few people ask me on the gym floor if I was a personal trainer. And um, at the beginning, I was just taking this like a, maybe a charming process or you call it. But then when it happened quite a few times, I realized, okay, maybe there is a slot for me here. And I start working like that. 
And it's important to say that it took me, when I started working as a freelance, it took me a year to realize that actually I was wrong about the job. It's a very important job, finally. And um, people need to talk, people need to exercise, but it's a mix of different factors. And I, you really do learn that when you, when you actually do the job. But do you think if you had stayed in your home country, you would have still been a personal trainer? Probably not, because uh, the culture over there is a bit different. And also, remember, I would have probably played rugby much longer. So it's, um, yeah, the, the fitness industry is not that well developed in France. There is gym, but there is no freelancing. There is no much freelancing. You work for a gym and where the money is just okay but you don't really work as a freelance trainer, especially in the countryside where I come from. And uh, yeah, I would probably doing using my master degree and maybe work in a bank like I was working before and, uh, and play rugby as my hobby. And probably go to the gym, obviously, as I did before, but not seeking for a position over there. So when you um, start a new career in a new country, what's the biggest challenge what was the biggest challenge that you faced and if you want to you know make it in the fitness industry as a personal trainer or whatever what's the biggest challenge somebody will face if they come to a different country to do it i think it's the biggest one i try to pick up the right words here i think i would say it's a competition you will be straight away facing competition not on the phone not behind the screen on the computer right in front of you your competition is there and I think it's I have to say I did use my rugby years to match this competition because it's a, it's a mindset it's a you are selling something and somebody is right here in on the same place work uh, selling the same thing as you and I think you learn a lot about your um, the way you can communicate, the way you can... I think it's a job for life. I really do think, like, uh, if one day I was teaching anything uh, about training, I would say, like, you learn a lot about yourself and how to run your business in a tough world, obviously, because it's competition everywhere. And what about the uh, cultural differences? If you come to a different country, particularly if uh, there's a different language predominantly spoken in that country, there is a cultural difference. Did you feel that? And how do you deal with it uh, if you're on your own and you're setting out? No, I, I did feel, um, yeah, of course, it's the same if you are English and going to France and things like that. But again, I felt uh, French people in London are quite, I always felt like being French was the plus value. Or when I say that, I mean like the English make me feel that, you know. Um, but yeah, it's true, you learn another language, you, you learn other way to communicate. When um, I'm still struggling with that, by the way, when you get upset, when you argue, when you do that, not in your mother tongue, it's, it's, uh, it's still complicated, you know, you have to tame yourself, you have to find the right word. You learn a lot about that. And I, um, but I think being a foreigner, should be, and I, it, 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 it was for me, a plus value. You bring something different. You bring some color into it. And I think it's, um, yeah, I think being a foreigner is fantastic, uh, especially if you're successful, obviously. Do you uh, have like a network of 
French uh, clients, can you build up a network of your native kind of citizens and speakers? No, I didn't. I was not seeking to meet other French people. Obviously, when you go to London, obviously it's not that far to France. You know, it's a tour drive, uh, train trip from Paris to London. But I was not looking forward to meet other French people. I was looking forward to practice my English and other language, to be honest, Spanish, Italian. After all, the French, we are a bit like a Latin background. And no, I was not seeking like, uh, it's only recently like maybe I get maybe a couple of clients French, but it was again a coincidence, not, um, not my will. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking, I never build up my business through age, gender or nationality, just like anyone who are interested in fitness. And finally on this, what's your most pointed piece of advice for someone who might be thinking of packing a bag and traveling overseas to start a career in a new town? What's the most important piece of advice for that person? Uh, I think it's you need to be happy with the money you earn. So I mean by that like you might earn not too little money, let's say, but if you are happy the way you earn it, I think it's a really good step to start with. Obviously, after if you really need to earn more money, it's another matter and you need to uh, have a plan for that. But I think what I learned in London is I will never go back the way it was in France where I was making money but not being happy with it. I found the balance between making the money and being happy the way I was making the money. And I think it's crucial because in my business, like many other business, it's important to go the distance. And the best way to go the distance is to like what you're doing. It seems simple, but it's so crucial. And uh, I said that was my last question, but actually I was uh, telling a bit of a flip there. Obviously, Brexit and post-Brexit is a bit of a thing right now, and that's putting it mildly. But would you say that Britain is a place to come to if you're looking for opportunities to develop a career, particularly in the fitness sector or not? Yeah, it's, I would say to, for me, there is no, it's a no-brainer. If you want to have a car in fitness, try London, because people are very much inclined to train here. I think in France, it's really depending on the area. And even if you go to Paris, I think, I've, I talked to some people who work over there, I think it's more, uh, the freelance business is not that well developed. Why, uh, I don't know. In France, we've got so many sports as well. You know, for example, we play handball, we play basketball quite a lot, rugby, football, there's so many sports. People like the outdoor, a lot of running, stuff like that. I do feel in England people like to train a little bit more indoors, but I might be wrong here. Um, but yeah, definitely London is a perfect place. England maybe, but London definitely the perfect place to start in the fitness industry. And yes, I will say on a general matter uh, in that industry, I think there is opportunity. I've been working for in hospitality in, uh, in Paul's bakery. And when I start working for the gym, I think it was pretty much slightly more money in fitness, but the main advantage is much less uh, harder than hospitality, less task, much more rewarding. And I think for somebody 
um, there's so many things you can do in fitness. You can be working in the management, you can work as a trainer, you can work as a class teacher. These opportunities. When when you work in hospitality, for example, I remember one thing: I was tired all the time because I do long hours. So there you go. And we want to say a big thank you to Roberto Lacour for giving us the time and sharing his experiences with us. And if you have any questions about starting out as a personal trainer, drop Julian a line. Uh, JulianBertorat.com Or you can drop us a line at twoguysonfitness.com And we love it uh, when you get in touch, which is something I think we're going to repeat later when we get to the listener questions. Today's show is brought to you by Jubilee Hall Gym, Covent Garden. Need an effective workout using state-of-the-art equipment in the heart of London's West End? Then visit Jubilee Hall Gym on the corner of Covent Garden, where you can also check out the gym sauna, as well as a whole host of great fitness classes. Join online for £53 a month, and there is no need for a minimum term contract when joining. Or you can use the gym on a day-pass basis. Find out more at jubileehallgym.co.uk or telephone 020-7836-4007 to work out at Jubilee Hall Gym, Covent Garden. And now it's time for 2021's very first Julian's Fitness Tip of the Month. So, Julian, what have you got up your sleeve for us this month, you stranger in a strange land? Have you ever struggled to restart the year in terms of training? Well, you know, Julian, as almost a fitness professional myself after all this time, I tend to train either at a fast or a slow pace throughout the year. Though I think a lot of people will struggle with that concept and finding themselves in that position. Well, so the best advice is don't overdo it. So it seems contra- uh, contradiction, you know, like, but just remember, like, you had a, a break, and it's the end of the year is always a bit, and the start of the year is always a kind of symbolic moment for everybody. So just restart nicely. No, the idea is not to get sick. You probably drink alcohol, eat chocolate, and all that. Let's, instead of doing an hour session or your usual time, try to get down to half an hour. That's, the idea is to get back in, on the gym floor just to get a gentle sweat, you know. I would say drop the weight uh, everywhere on every machine and walk on a slow repetition, three set of 15 reps and, and pick, pick up group, big group muscle like chest, legs, chest, forget the, the arms and the shoulders, just do some simple uh, combination of exercise, three set of 15, start with running or bike, finish with running or bike, that's all. Keep it super simple, work on your technique, and that's all. And do that for, yeah, maybe January or at least two, three weeks, depending on your fitness level. And that very sensible piece of advice was... Julian's fitness tip of the month. The first for 2021. You know what I absolutely love, Alan? Is it oysters? Well, yeah, it is. I love oysters. It's this time of the year when I eat a lot of oysters. 
Okay, we're going to cut you off now because you're about to go, like, swanning off into Oysterland. No, I think I know what it is that you love. Is it answering listener questions? Oh, uh, yeah, and also that, of course... Okay, so in that case, let's uh, cough up a few questions and get them answered, shall we? Uh, otherwise, we might fall back onto the oysters conversation again, which might be fascinating or not, as the case may be. Okay, you're first up. Oh, and by the way, everybody, every uh, month we pick out two questions from the uh, listener questions that come in to us, and we do our best to answer them. So, Julian, you're first up this month. What have you got? Well, from D, from Sheffield, who has contacted us through the website, they ask the following short and sweet question. Do you set yourself goals and what are yours for the new year? I don't have goals. I just don't want to get any fatter than I am. Well, that's pretty sensible, isn't it? Uh, I have a goal, which is uh, to have a fantastic time recording the podcast. It's completely true, ladies and gentlemen. It is absolutely true. But what about goals generally in fitness, Julian? Are they good ideas or are they just a waste of time? Well, I would say that uh, getting old is always important a little bit. So if I might say the, it's good to set up a minimum of goals, like, you know, because it will drive you to some sort of um, different structure for your for your training. Are you going to do short reps, heavy weight, long reps? Are you going to do a lot of cardiovascular? So all that is important, just a minimum. Um, so now you ask me, like, uh, what's, your, what's your goal? Well, my goal is to buy time. <laughs> to buy time for living time, you know, like literally. So basically, I, uh, I eat 40 last year, and I think it's... Um, I'm a, I still have this very competitive... Uh, uh, mindset for myself uh, I bring it I take it from rugby to, to my job and I think I want to remain um, enthusiastic about my life job and there is no better way to feel fit and strong and yeah but you're buying time my goals is long term buying time living as far as I can in a good shape and um, yeah, that's, that's what it is. So I keep training with this philosophy. So there you go, Dee. I hope that's helpful for you uh, in terms of uh, your question about the principle of setting goals and whether they're useful. And uh, what's next in the postbag, Julian? Another question you're going to ask, Alan. Oh, yeah, so it is. So it is. Of course it is. I was playing with you. Uh, Julian, uh, as always, like a cat with a mouse, ladies and gentlemen, like a cat with a mouse. Okay, next up we have a question from Mark in Brixton, London, who has DM'd us through Twitter. And Mark asked the following question. Hi, Mark here. I go to the gym as much as I can and will never complain about it or how much I pay. Open bracket, £55 a month, close bracket. Ever again after lockdown, I am in my 30s, lift weights and I'm now getting my form back. Uh, however, uh, my back is sore. What do I do about it so I can keep training? And that is Mark's question. And you know, funnily enough, this is a very regular kind of question we get from people who train, get a sore back, and then they question uh, what they do about it, uh, whether they should keep training or not, or whether it's a serious problem. So Julian, our lovely listener, 
Mark here with his question about his sore back. What's he going to do about it? Well, it's always, uh, we don't have, um, thank you Mark for the question, but I don't have too many uh, details here, so specifically. So I will go on a generic answer, uh, which is basically if this uh, sore back persists, you know, in the next few weeks, the best thing you can do is just go and see an osteopath. I find them quite useful, and also you learn a lot in uh, they explain you how your body works, and sometimes it's just nothing really, most of the time, and sometimes you realize you got imbalance in your body, or the form is not good enough, or something like that. So they tend to be a little bit expensive, but however, generally it's for a session or two, and then you bring all this knowledge with you at home and then on the gym floor. And I think it's very useful. I did um, talk, obviously, in my career to some uh, good osteopath and uh, chiropractor. And honestly, you do bring this knowledge back for the benefit of yourself and the client on the gym floor. So if you have any sort of pain, well, you know, it can come from anything like uh, bad, you sleep in a bad bad way, an exercise too heavy, uh, a stress coming from, I don't know, work or whatever. And, but, you know, going to see an osteopath will sort out things surely. But isn't this also the whole warming up and stretching conversation as well? I get a problem with uh, a sore neck sometimes when I do cables. So I get down the back of my neck and I can find myself waking up in the middle of the night with a sore neck, uh, which is to do with uh, loading up the cables with too much weight and not respecting posture. This is about also warming up and stretching at the end, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's it's something people uh, easily forget. The stretching at the end. Uh, yeah, it's important because yeah, you don't want to get. I mean, the soreness in the back of your neck is not a good thing. It means you maybe move your neck a little bit too much, Alan, um, when you exercise. Your neck, your edge will remain still when you exercise, especially when you do shoulders and back workout. Um, and back to the, the question we are talking about here, uh, for your lower back, if people feel the lower back is they don't lock enough their core, so the lower back is engaged too much under pressure, the best way to not feel your lower back is to engage your core. So there you go. I hope that's useful for you, Mark, all the way down there in South London in Brixton. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions that you would uh, like answered, be they big questions or not so big questions, drop us a line at the Two Guys on Fitness website, twoguysonfitness.com, or you can get in touch through our Instagram, our Twitter, or our Facebook. And you can also get hold of Julian by contacting him directly. JulianBertorat.com And we absolutely love it when you get in touch. So that was our very first episode of 2021, Julian. I'm tempted to say Happy New Year again, but I'm not going to. So how was it for you and how has the year started? Are you a happy bunny? Yeah, I'm quite happy. I feel uh, regenerate. And I, uh, I always uh, use January to boost um, everything. The way I train, I add some new exercise, uh, increase intensity on my cardio. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's nice because it's, it's, uh, it's just symbolic, but 
it's a bit like when you start the training. The first 20 minutes are crucial for the quality of the training. Beginning of the year, it's gonna, the first few weeks are gonna set up your mood, your dynamic of this year coming. And the slower you start, and the slower you're gonna keep going on. So it's very important to start. No, it's important to start with the right intensity. It most certainly is, Julian. And um, we've started with the right intensity. I think you can uh, safely say. So thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful uh, remainder of the month and that 2021 has a more positive vector. I'm going to use the term vector. Do you like that? A more positive vector than 2020 certainly had. And remember, you can listen to the podcast on all the major podcast platforms and you can find us on the social media I mentioned earlier or at our website. Julian's eager to say his website name again. I'm going to stop him. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and enjoy your workout.